bad girl. Bad girl, bad girl. A bad girl no madova, boy pick me. Real Bad Gal Tings. I'm your host, Nish Maroon, and welcome to Bad Gal Chat Podcast. Now, let's get into the show. Hey! I am so incredibly happy to be back. Okay? Um, we have a lot of things to get to. I feel like so many things transpired over the last time I came on this podcast and spilled the muff tea for you, okay? So what I'm about to get into is just straight into the mess. We don't need to talk about what's been going on with me because, girl, I've been going through it, but things are looking up. That's all you got to know. That's all we got to get into. I'm doing great. Praise be to God. But let's get into this tea. First things first. Let's talk about the baby daddy, okay? We're going to talk about Danny Lay and the baby. So for those who don't know, Danny Lay and the baby, you know, has had a tumultuous relationship to say the least. The um, baby would often date Danny Lay, who is a Latina woman. And then go back to his dark-skinned baby mama, Mimi, just like back and forth. And her and Mimi would kind of throw shade online. And, you know, it was very petty, very immature type things. So um, Danny Lay infamously made a song called um, Red Bone, That's What He Like or something um, along those lines to where she was pretty much just bigging herself up for being light-skinned and that being the reason why the baby wanted her so um and also like kind of throwing it in the face subliminally to Mimi who is a dark-skinned woman right um and what happened on Instagram live is I can't recall who went live first but I think it was Danny Lay she went live and said oh he's kicking her and her child out of the residence in the middle of the night he just said you have to leave and her and the baby had to vacate and she was crying and very emotional obviously so and the baby um went on live on his account and called her a side chick um showed the baby's face which the baby's identity was being hidden by danny lay for a while um and pretty much just embarrassed her, you know, and and Danny Lay was saying, how could I have been your side chick when I have all these photos of us going on vacation and me backstage and all of these things? And the baby mentioned how, you know, Danny Lay's family did not want her to be with a black man, right? So um, her being a white Latina, some don't want to hear that, but it's the truth. Her being a white Latina, um, her family did not want her, I guess, mixing with a black man. And so he brought that up. And um, 
the baby ended up calling the police on Danny Lay because apparently she got physically violent with him. She hit him or struck him or something of that nature. So this is a very um, complicated situation with these two. And um, all I could think about during this situation is that the baby, like the baby is going to not the baby, but their child together is going to suffer. Like, end of, like, the baby, the child, <laughs> to differentiate, the child not even being aware is around all of this, like, extremely toxic, traumatic um, energy. And babies can sense energy, you know? Children in general can sense energy. And um, we take that on with us and we continue that into our lives. So it's just sad to see that. But I really wanted to go into this conversation because there's a lot to bring up that I feel like people haven't really brought up. They're just focusing on the fact that he kicked her out and like he's a terrible person, which is correct. But um, what I will say is, number one, first and foremost, if Danny Lay did strike him, she should not put her hands on him. You know, none of us love the baby here. We don't like him. But, you know, putting your hands on your partner is a no-no straight, like, straight up. Second of all, the baby needs to recognize, and maybe it's because he hasn't been consistent in his baby mother's lives enough to recognize this, that postpartum is a bitch. So many women, especially single mothers who don't have as strong of a support system go through postpartum depression. So, and and I think what people don't understand about postpartum depression as well is that it can like be so extreme. I saw this documentary a while ago where there's women kind of in this like psychiatric ward, especially for women who were experiencing um, postpartum depression. And those were women that had to be monitored and had to have people watching them watch their child because of how severe, um, their postpartum depression was. Like some women get thoughts of harming themselves or their children, or they think that their children hate them and try and harm their children or harm themselves out of that guilt. And it can be a very isolating, you know, experience. And um, that could possibly be what Danny Lay is going through. Like, we don't know, you know, like it could be like psycho, like, I don't know. I don't want to diagnose anyone, but I'm just saying that like, you know, (laughs) I have no credentials for that. But um, I just think that he should have been more considerate of that, you know. Um, Another thing I wanted to bring up is, how all along what we fail to recognize is Mimi is also a clown. Mimi is also a clown. Like this lady was hee hee ha ha and cackling about this situation unfold or like making little side jokes or whatever and allegedly is pregnant by his baby. And no matter how much I dislike a bitch, I am not going to relish in something like this happening to another woman. Does Danny Lay deserve it? Yeah, maybe. Not the abuse. And I don't want to say she deserves it. 
I want to say that it is a it is a um a reaction of her actions. Like it's just something that happened. You guys know what I'm trying to say. She saw the way that the baby treated same, same with Summer Walker. I brought this up with Summer Walker. When you as a woman see the way your man treats other women in his life and you don't think he's gonna treat you like that, you're boo-boo the fool, full stop. Like <laughs> you're boo-boo the fool. Like, especially the way he treats his baby mothers. Like, do you think you're special because you're Latina? Because you're a Miss Redbone? I didn't never knew you could be light skinned if you're non-black, but hey. Um, within this context of what she was trying to say, I know like in India and Asia, there's light skin, dark skin, but within this context. So it was just kind of like repercussions of her actions. That's what I was trying to say. It was Danny Lay's repercussions of her actions at the end of the day, you know? Um, and another thing I wanted to bring up with this in terms of repercussions of her actions is that. She was showing all of these photos of her with Danny, uh, with the baby and backstage and this and that and here and there and cuddled up. But what we often fail to realize as women is that a man could do every single thing for you. He can suck the bottom of your toenail. <laughs> he could untie your braids for you. He can take you to meet his parents and you can still be a side chick. Like, and what we know as the public is that the only woman that the baby has ever claimed is Mimi. So it's very embarrassing, like fully claimed as like, this is my woman. This is my girl. You know, the baby, he's never really declared that. It's just kind of like she's been there in the cut. Um, and, you know, a man can even say he loves you. And you're his side chick, you know? So um, I think it was a good wake-up call for women in general um, because I think a lot of us women get caught up in, you know, the the feelings and, like, the kind of the actions. And actions do speak louder than words. But um, if you see him prioritizing another woman instead of you, and dropping you like hotcakes for another woman. You're a side chick, shorty. Like, and you're a side chick. And then you had a baby with him. So, you know, he already has this kind of lower tier for you in terms of priorities. So it's just sad. And like people do come to recognize this at their own time. And unfortunately, it had to be put on front street. And she had to be completely demoralized and disrespected for her to recognize that. Another thing that I want to mention with this, another thing is that why, and I don't know this because I'm not a non-Black person, like I've never experienced this, but why would you consciously have children with someone that you know your family is going to reject the child. Like, you know that the, the child that you're going to have with that person is going to be rejected by your family, you know? And, oh, this is another thing no one brought up is that Danny Leg kept calling the baby nigga this, nigga that, nigga, 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 nigga. 
And I'm like, whoa. So we're not bringing up how she's literally being racist. Like, she's literally being anti-Black right now. Does not justify his actions, but like, let's take that into account. And with all of this happening, I saw Black women celebrities coming out of the woodwork trying to pat her back. And I'm like, yo, please, Black women... I, tell, I say this all the time. Us as Black women, we need to protect our energy because Danny Lay was not um, out here patting our backs, making sure we're okay comforting us months ago when she made that colorist-ass song. She was not doing that shit. Protect your energy because people use Black women all the time and it's time we need to start doing calculations before we jump in and help people. So there's that. And, um, you know, I just, that's another reason why I feel like the Red Bone song, like it just adds more to the Red Bone song. I know I keep harping back on this. Um, because yeah, I just, it's sad. It's sad. And I always wonder like what it's like to be a biracial child where you come from like a family, like you have like a parent, say your non-Black parent has like is anti-black like performs anti-blackness i always wondered what that experience is like say i have a white mom and she's always saying the n-word or you know making fun not making fun of my hair but just being like oh your hair is so nappy your your hair is too hard to comb like just certain things like certain microaggressions macroaggressions um, hearing your your non-black parents like use anti-black rhetoric against your black parent and against you. How do people navigate that? I've always wondered, you know, so that's just something that I was keeping in my head <laughs> during all of this Danny Lay and the baby thing. But um, from what we know, um, Danny Lay and the baby are safe. Um I know her brother was making sure that she was good and was standing up for her, which is really important. Um, and she's away from the baby. And um, I, I want to bring this theme from last episode, the last episode where I did this the mess segment segment that we really, really need to invest time into publicly shaming black men who are misogynistic, who are homophobic. And it's, this is another thing. I'm reminding myself of all the things that I wanted to tell you guys about this topic. One being that us as heterosexual women, a lot of us think that because a man is homophobic, that he can still treat us well. And we can kind of put that to the side. And what I wanted to talk about in terms of that is if your man is homophobic, most likely he doesn't respect femininity or perceived femininity in people. And that says a lot, you know, and that is going to impact you whether you like it or not. It's going to impact you or your child or another loved one that you have. And that's why homophobia, especially in Black men, like in our community, that's like the number one red flag with me that I will not even be intimate with a man if I know he's homophobic because it just carries on it. It manifests and it reiterates in so many facets of an interpersonal relationship that it's really not worth the investment of time. 
<laughs> it's really not. And I know, I know of other straight women that I've been friends with that do that. Like they will have relationships, um, think about having babies with homophobic men, invest time, years and years. And then they wonder why the man behaves in a certain way towards them, behaves in a misogynistic way towards them. Well, girl, so you think because he was making fun of the gay guy across the street and calling him the F word, that that wasn't going to come back around on you eventually? Like, I just, I don't get where the connection is. And I just would not get wet up for a homophobic man. That's just not cute to me. It's it's just not. So, yeah, there's that. But, um, you know, in, in, in more of the mess segment, more destruction and chaos, <laughs> I wanted to, um, I wanted to bring up, uh, hop over to the UK. Okay. Um, across the pond, even though I don't think they're across the pond when we're in Canada, I think that's just relating to the US, regardless, UK. Um, we're going to talk about Lonnie Good Good, <laughs> Miss Lonnie Good, and the rapper Tion Wayne, the grand rapper Tion Wayne. You know, that song, um, Adiola, Wanna Roll with a Giza, hey, like that one. I, I don't know what the song is, but for people who aren't familiar with Tion. I will say this, okay? Tian is Tian is very physically attractive, but his personality is super off-putting. Like just the things that we know about him is just like a turn off. But when you just see a picture, like when I just see pictures of him, I'm like, oh, he's so cute. But like his behaviors and I don't know, the way he treats women allegedly, it's just like such a, uh, like it just puts a bad taste in in my mouth, personally speaking. Um, but um, for those who are who don't know, um, Lonnie Good is pretty much a, a social media, I don't wanna say social media personality, but a media personality. Actually, YouTube is social media, social media personality. She has her own YouTube channel, but she started out on Backchat London, which is a panel discussion between the sexes. And Lonnie dated this grime rapper named Tion Wayne. And during their relationship, he allegedly stole several thousands of dollars from her. And the form of a watch. So he used the several thousand dollars to purchase a watch. When they broke up, mind you, this put Lonnie into debt. But when they broke up, um, Lonnie wanted that money back. So she said, either give me the watch so I can cash in the money or give me the money back that you took. Tion claims that she gifted him the watch, um, that she literally put it into his hands, um, and it was nothing of the sort in terms of him stealing her on no, it wasn't on no 419 shit, essentially. That's, that's what Tian was alleging. Now, you know, Lonnie has, uh, profited off of this situation, um, extensively through her song, Bad Boy Piece of Information, where she... Um, it's it's off of a viral video of her on YouTube where she said, I'm sitting on a bad boy piece of information. 
And everybody was memeing it. Everybody was laughing on it, about it. So she turned it into a song. And then the song she exposed Tian in text messages and different things. Um, and she has been on a tirade for at least two to three years, I feel. Maybe two, but a very long periodically time. And um, it's giving cra- mad gal vibes. I'm not going to lie to you. Not bad gal, but mad gal. Mad gal, Lonnie. That's what I call her. And listen, I, I love Lonnie good. Like, I, I think she's so fun. Um, And I like to look at Tion Wayne, but he's not fun, personality-wise, I think. I don't know him. I don't know these people. For all I know, like, Lonnie could be Cruella DeVille and Tion could be, like, the most chill, like, awesome guy to hang out with. Like, I don't know. But, you know, push went to shove and it blew up. I believe not too long ago, I'm going to say not too long ago, where she was crying on IG Live talking about how, you know, they're taking her to collections pretty much, whatever the British conversion of collections is. They're taking Lonnie Good to collections over the, the um, this thousands of dollars that was taken from her allegedly um, from Tion. Tion took the money. And she has been begging for her money back for ages. She even said that she'll leave him alone. She'll stop, you know, making songs about him, making jokes about him, memes, um, commenting on gossip pages on, on and on his own page if she gets her money back. Tian finally broke down and gave her the money back. But... Before he did, he did say that he had blocked her because that was another issue of contention with this situation is Lonnie said, there was no reason, way for me to continue to press him for my money when he had blocked me. Tian said, I blocked her because Shorty kept begging me for sex. And that put me in an uncomfortable situation. And she wanted me to, to give her babies. Again, putting me in an uncomfortable situation. And if it's just about the money, deal with just about the money. I would have, he said I would have given her the money. So, you know, he did give Lonnie back the money. And before I move on to what happened next, I want to say this because I feel like I also have an unpopular opinion about this. I understand, again, woman to woman, femme to femme. Like, I understand having a emotion, deep emotional connection tied to a person that you loved, even if it was toxic, even if it was crazy, even if it was negative. I totally understand that. And wanting kind of like a piece of this person, um, wanting to go back, even though it was terrible, even though this person did you dirty. But I've not <laughs> been in Lonnie's place where I'm begging the person to impregnate me when they stole money from like they they did they did me super dirty to where it's ruining my credit score. I'm sorry, you ruined my credit score, baby. <laughs> no, I don't want you to have any piece of me. Mm-mm. And another thing I wanted to say about that is that like 
if the shoe was on the other foot, if Tion was harassing Lonnie and begging her for sex and saying he wanted to get her pregnant, but then saying, oh, you stole money from me. Give me my money back and chasing her around on different pages. Would we not say Tian is a creep? Would we not say that Tian is a weirdo? He's sexually harassing her? Would we not say that? Like, like, let's be real. Like, no one's talking about that. You know? And I just find that interesting. Like, we can't have this double standard, bro. Like, we can't. We can't have it that way. I just see it as a little, like, it rubbed me the wrong way that she was begging for sexual, like, favors, I guess you could say, you know, from him. Even though I understand the emotionality and the ties and, you know, as my friend said, she don't want no cocky like Tian because the way (laughs) this is obsessed with him, you know what I mean? Like, maybe it was addictive for her, but I just feel like it's borderline creepy. And maybe that's what Lonnie had to do. Maybe she thought sleeping with him would get her the money. I don't know, right? I'm not in her head. And like I said, I like Lonnie from afar. I like to look at Tion. They're both even scores for me. (laughs) But I think um, it's something to ponder with that, like how we would have judged the situation differently. Um, But I am happy at the end of the day that Tion gave her her fucking money. Like, you know, I... (laughs) Like, I just hate stuff like that. Like, don't mess with people's credit score. Okay, credit score is very important to me because at one point in my life, I was taken to collections and that scared me shitless. And I made sure since then to make sure that my credit score is always growing, honey. It is prospering. It is in abundance. Okay, so yeah, don't mess with my pence. Okay, that's my little bit of shit. Don't mess with my pants. Don't me- me- uh, mess with my money, my Jamaican dollars, <laughs> my um, US dollars, my yen. Don't mess with my money. So um, with um, this situation being, you know, resolved, um, if you will, Lonnie had something to say. She had um this to to say. Um so after I'm not going to play the clip but after all of the money was paid back, she went on a, a radio show and she said that almost 20 girls reached out to her saying that um Tian did them the same way. And they were crying to her. They were bonding. You know how us girls get, we cry, we bond. You know what I mean? We're like, oh, girl. So that's what the type of situation that she had with these alleged 419 victims of Dion. And she also said that the last time her and Tion had sex was the last episode of the last like the previous season of Backchat London which was like five months ago so what I want to know now is um Tion my nigga why are you <laughs> accusing the girl of harassing her and you keep on giving out of the cocky 
you're, you blocked her because she's harassing you, but you're still dicking her down? Like, it's <laughs> like, I'm looking at them both sideways now. Like, I am. I can't, like, lie. It's just strange to me. It's just very strange. So, um, I don't know. Uh, I, I want Lonnie to, to stop talking about it, though. I know she said that it's therapeutic for her, but you did promise him that you would stop speaking about him. And I want you to, I want to see Lonnie in love. I want to see Lonnie prospering, happy. I want her to have a nice little house and kids and, and a puppy, if that's what she, I think that's what she wants. I'm pretty sure she said that. She said she wants to be the Cardi B of the UK. I want her to be the car, whatever her heart desires. I want the best for Lonnie. And I think she's going to get her blessings when she leaves this situation alone, when she moves forward. God prevents us from getting the things that we want a lot of the times because we're holding on to the past. And that's really what I think Lonnie should do in my very professional and very humble opinion. Um, the last little thing I wanted to mention is Will Smith and Jada. So as the time goes by, we're hearing more and more about Will Smith and Jada and their relationship. And um, where I draw the line is, yo, Will, you really said that he, well, he said that um he was having so much sex that he threw up when he orgasmed. And um, it's definitely TMI, but I think that amongst this, there's some young man out there who feels very comforted by the fact that he's not the only one. Like, I think a lot of us are like weirded out by the amount of vulnerability that Jaden will have, but a lot of people connect with certain things like that. And I think, especially with Black men, there's a lot of hypersexuality that comes from various places um, of abuse, media brainwashing, stereotyping, um, like toxic masculinity. And I think to have somebody like Will Smith say, hey, like this became a serious health issue for me um, can be very insightful. Um, but I will say that we often look at Will as the victim and Jada as like, you know, the perpetrator, if you will. And like, she she's, a, you know, an admitted sex addict. But I think it's important to remember that at the end of the day, there was something that attracted these two people together. And I think they both probably had some issues with over-sexualization or rather hyper-sexualization. And I think they found a safe space with each other. Um, is it the type of relationship I would want to have with my partner? No. <laughs> but um, I respect their openness and vulnerability, even though, or vul vulnerable, vulnerability. <laughs> I can't say vulnerability today. Um, and I know a lot of people feel awkward about it, but I respect it. Um, and... You know what? That wraps up the mess segment today and this little episode. Um, love you guys so much. I might do a holiday hiatus. I might not. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> Regardless, um, I will be back very soon with a new episode. Maybe it's going to be a sexy one. Maybe it's going to be a funny one. I'm trying to decide. Is it going to be the sexy one or the funny one? Um, so you will see in the new year. 
Um, I really appreciate you guys listening. Um, the listenership this season, wow. You guys really came through for me and it's like beyond, like I really appreciate it. Um, you know, this was like <laughs> such a bold stuff for me to try and do this on my own. And like, I appreciate the love and the support. Um, please make sure you follow the podcast at Bad Gal Chat Podcast on Instagram. We're almost at 400 followers. And follow me at Misha Maroon on Instagram as well and on Twitter um, and on Pinterest. Oh my gosh, my Pinterest is blowing the fuck up. So I appreciate the love on there too. Um, well, blowing the fuck up for me, okay? It's not no 1K yet, but <laughs> it's it's growing. It's growing sure, slowly but surely. And I appreciate that. Um and yeah, please stay safe, stay healthy, enjoy your holidays, whether you celebrate um, Christmas, a Kwanzaa, um, what are the Jewish people that celebrate? Hanukkah, <laughs> Chanukkah. Enjoy your holidays, stay safe, um, make sure to wash your hands a bunch, wear a mask if you can. Um, eat lots of good holiday foods, whether you're having a vegan holiday meal or a full meat <laughs> uh, meal, enjoy it. Um, enjoy the time with your family too, um, or your chosen family. I feel like the holidays is perfect for family of any um, design, if you will. Um, and I will see you guys in the new year or maybe before the year it's up, but make sure to stay posted on our Instagram at Bad Gal Chat Podcast, like I mentioned, so you will know the happenings of what's going on and you'll know when I'm posting, when I'm not posting, all that fun stuff. So love you guys so much. Bye.